Thank you, Mr. Douglas. Yeah. Aha, bonjour, bonsoir. Welcome back. It is great to be here with you, power people. Happy to be here with you once again. And before we get started, I do just want to say that the uh, the schedule that I have is a voiceover guy uh, that gets into this kind of info and practices of empowerment and sigh can be irregular. <laughs> and so I'm extra thankful for you all hanging with me throughout some sporadic episode uploads. For real, though, I just want to do a very brief call out, Yvette. All the best emojis to you. Alex, I'll endeavor to do justice to the Aussie accent, as best as I'm able. Schaefer, Diana, Deadwalk, Acid, and all of you here. Hanging with me, it is a pleasure to be exploring this forest of empowerment with you. I'm thrilled to be able to talk about this kind of information here on the regular, or semi-regular, or not so regular at all. But regardless, it's great to be here with you. Huh? <laughs> I know, I'm working on it. Anyway, most recently, I had the fortune of narrating and producing the most recent of chapters of uh, Darth Call's 80s L.A. werewolf epic, entitled City of Okami Chapter 6, that's O-K-A-M-I. This one's a SoCal beach party turned bloodbath. Uh, it's a lot of fun if you enjoy audio shows, werewolf lore, 80s movies, and uh, I, from my incredibly biased perspective, will tell you it's a great ride. I will leave a link in the description for you to enjoy. Okay, on to more high-quality excerpts from Volume 2 of Secrets of Power by the magnificent Psy Mage, Ingo Swan. Today, we'll tap into chapters 3 through 6. Onward, into the wilds of the Forest of Empowerment we go. First, we'll climb the branches of chapter 3. There are two factors about reality boxes that are seldom touched upon, largely because the boxes are usually experienced and perceived as fixed in nature. First, reality boxes are usually identified by the information they contain, which is translated into behavior and attitudes that can be recognized and which can be judged, accepted, or rejected by the reality boxes of others. Second, and in more basic fact, Reality boxes are merely mental configurations or configurations of the mind. These configurations can indeed exist in long-term fixed states or conditions, but the configurations can and will reconfigure if and when new information is encountered, providing the information is sensed and felt as viable, pro-survival, and additive to the energizing of empowerment and self-power. So this one I like because it helps me familiarize some particularities of the makeups of reality boxes, two factors in particular. One, they're usually identified by the info they contain which expresses as behavior and attitudes, which can be taken in or not by those around. Does this individual have a stinky disposition? Well, you have to wonder what their reality box might smell like. Two, Reality boxes are configurations of the mind, 
The mind builds them, adds a second level, a sunroom, or a deck, and can tear them down as well. A point Ingo makes here that resonates with how Neville Goddard discusses his manifestation techniques, as well as ways in which salespeople and copywriters, scriptwriters, all of them, they all discuss story and influence and persuasion, the configurations can reconfigure. The mind or reality boxes the mind constructs can change if the new information is encountered, is felt, is sensed as viable pro-survival and can help with empowerment and the leveling up of self-power. If you feel it, if you are experiencing it in the present moment, if it is not simply intellectual, but is also felt on the emotional vibrational level, it is that much more digestible and then usable as a resource for configuring reality boxes. If you vibe with it, you're going to have an easier time using it. So to build a better reality box for ourselves, this information that we want as construction material must be felt. It must ring and resonate with the tune of being a benefit to the goal of empowerment, survival, and I'll add individuation and expression of such individualism. Hypnosis, for me, helps get to that level where we are more readily accepting of helpful information and opening us up to a state more ready to resonate. This has been the case for me whenever I use it. It's not for everybody, but there are many roots a tree uses to tap into the good earth and its benefits. All right, next excerpt from Chapter 4. Beyond the two categories just mentioned, there exists a major category that deserves several descriptions from different points of view and which, overall, is most invisible. But generally speaking here, it consists of sympathetic and harmonic activity between and among, as it were, more fully awakened minds of individuals. There may be other important and major categories of power and empowerment, but the categories of societal powers, individual powers, and harmonic powers among individuals do exist. This one was a quickie but a goodie, and a reminder that when people of like minds and like vibrations can come together in any significant way, it will help with advancement of empowerment. Just look at us now. Alright, moving the branches aside for an excerpt from Chapter 5. However power might be thought of, it clearly consists of various kinds of vital energy and force. Indeed, anything that is energy-less and forceless can hardly be considered as power. And this equally applies to whatever is inside and outside of reality boxes. Thus, any such lessness can logically be identified as conditions of depowerment. This one was a little gemlet of an excerpt, I think, in that if there is something inside a reality box that is taking away energy, or at its base is energy-less or force-less, or instigates a lessening of force or energy, 
This is a form of depowerment. So, certain perspectives like blindly accepting a mainstream media narrative, submitting to authority because they said so, going along or not going along because it would be outside the popular culture to do so, denying your own thoughtful perspective because it runs counter to a seemingly more widely accepted point of view. I think you get the point. Okay, for our last two forest trees to climb, we find them in Chapter 6. However, as many past and present societal mind conditioners and disinformation agents have long realized, information always implies something. And between the information and what it implies is always motion of some kind. In other words, information is not inert. It is dynamic. Indeed, if information did not imply anything, then it would not be considered as information at all. Yes, now this first one discusses the dynamic nature of information and how information always implies something in its transference of perspective and persuasion. As an example, cryptocurrency facilitates payments outside of official channels. Could that be bad? Well, that infers a loss of control, power, and surveillance of those official channels. Here's one that's uh, timely. We have had craft not of this earth going back for at least 90 years. That information infers we've been fed a kind of gaslit-fueled kabuki play, opera, or soap opera mediocre Netflix show for quite some time, which means someone or someones have been writing this production and putting it on for a very long time. Also, uh, not of this earth? Are there other earths? Are these craft interdimensional? Well, Ted Owens and many others have described them as such. I am, yes, as you can tell, referencing the uh, whistleblower and Air Force veteran David Grush here. But who knows? The information being presented sure does infer a lot. And, you know, what an exciting time. I can recall a time in the very recent past where you would just be laughed at and eyes would roll bringing up this information. But here we are today. It's on the mainstream news media which yes, should uh, give us all pause, but certainly worth considering. Why are you talking about it now? All right, final excerpt from chapter six with all its leafy greens. The second factor is quite subtle. It consists of an attempt to show that human powers recognize empowerment information and do so whether one is aware of it or not, and even if one is consciously unaware of the existence of the powers. While this might seem far out at first, it is generally understood that a lot of mind-dynamic activities do take place without our being consciously aware of them. And indeed, becoming consciously aware of those otherwise invisible activities constitutes one of the proverbial ladders of empowerment. One of the principal problems involved here has to do with how to define empowerment information. This is at first difficult because the general idea of information is that it is something that one can elect to utilize or not. 
saving the best for last in this episode. Human powers recognize empowerment information, whether we may be consciously aware of this mechanism or not. Huge. Gives yet another level to the saying, follow your gut. And I'll always lean onto this other point Ingo makes, simply by becoming aware of these more subtle powers, innate within all of humanity, is in itself an empowerment ladder ready for us to climb. Of course, the question arises how then to define empowerment information? Well, our gemlet from chapter 5 addressed this a little bit, in that if whatever perspective or point of information within our reality box or frame of reference is not directly or indirectly depowering, as in insinuating or ingratiating an energy less or forcelessness within us, and because information is dynamic and moving, then it has a very strong probability that the information will be empowering. Examples, uh, considering an idea isn't the same as agreeing with it, remembering to breathe deep, never hurt anybody, taking time to recognize what I'm grateful for, and of course, human beings are a power species. All of these are empowerment information in my reality boxes. <laughs> All right, that wraps up this episode two of our Walk in the Woods of volume two of Ingo Swan's Secrets of Power. If you have enjoyed our stroll and want the full forest path, you can grab yourself a copy of the audio versions of both volumes on Audible, narrated by me. There's a link in the description. You can find a link on my website, mrdouglas.com, M-I-S-T-3-R-D-O-U-G-L-A-S.com. And definitely check out ingoswan.com to discover more wonderful work by the wonderful Psy Wizard himself. May our reality boxes be built with ever more empowering information. Sincerely, thanks for hanging, especially on my wacky schedule. And as always, more power to you. Thank you.